Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I don't love junior mints. I just don't hate them. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why they are treated like second-class candy. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Oh, there's a, you there's don't a understand fantasy why a there. candy that is basically toothpaste wrapped up in stale chocolate is treated like a second-class candy. All right, I get it. It's a good, valid question. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Is there a time to change? You know, the three teams I've drafted this year, <laughs> second-class candy is pretty good. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Rolling into the 5 o'clock hour here on WGR. Thanks for hanging with me today. Mike has the day off today. I am the Bulldog along with Zach Jones. Happy to welcome back to the show on the West Her Hotline our buddy Matthew Collar from Minneapolis by way of Buffalo. Matthew, are you are you at the Combine? Have you been at the Combine? Are you home from the Combine? What sort of Combine activity have you had this week? Well, I just ran the 40, and my hip flexor is, is hurting a little bit. But, uh, no, I, I was at the uh, Combine for a couple days there, did the whole coaches' podiums and everything else, and then I just arrived uh, back here last night. Because, you know, I thought to myself, I don't think I need to go to those quarterback podiums. And, uh, wow, did I turn out to be right because <laughs> they are a bleep show. So uh, I made a good choice returning. <laughs> What, what 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 why why do you say that what 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 about I watched I took in a lot of that but you just mean volume of reporters ridiculous questions about being able to land airplanes or like what what are you what are you referring to uh, yeah another guy on our beat texted me someone keeps asking them if they believe in birds and I was like okay well yeah you know, okay uh, but when you go there there's all these you know all these lecterns or whatever and then yeah. you know you go up and and so forth but. When someone like Caleb Williams or another quarterback is there, they're usually the only one talking at that time. So every person who is still in Indy bum rushes this podium. And, I mean, what am I, am I going to ask him about how he handles two deep coverages or something? I mean, the, the first joker comes out and screams, do you not want to compete in these events? You're like, uh, okay, yeah, this is going to be really productive. So, yeah, I was, I was fine. We're just coming home and I'll watch the rest. I see. Yeah. I did see on Twitter midweek here at some point, there, there was a prospect who did question the authenticity of birds, uh, which I don't know if that was in response to someone questioning him about it. I'm not sure birds are real. That was one. There was another dude I saw talking about the earth, maybe being flat and not believing there are other planets. 
You know, that kind of sounds like America a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, you're just like, oh, okay, let, let's all hear him out. Let's hear him out. Right. Yeah, I know. That that was the type of stuff that was coming up. But mostly, though, mostly those are pretty productive. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. – and it really shows you, you know, that some people are just there to try to go viral, which, you know, I think they need to clean that up a little bit. Because when you go to the po- coach podiums and it's actual adults who have done many press conferences in their life, I don't think anyone's walking up to Sean Payton and being like, do you believe in, in birds? Because you're about to get dunked on like you've never been hit before. So, you know, I just uh, – it's a little bit of a bleep show. But, I mean, for the most part, very productive to talk with, you know, GMs, head coaches, our, our beat. And I think this works this yep. way in most places. Sat down with the GM and the head coach and had like a 40-minute conversation just about everything that's going on. So it's great from my perspective and everything else. But – uh, people see that and go like, "What? What is this like? Super Bowl night?" Or yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is like this, this event. The league has turned this thing into such an event that you've, uh, you are we going to have r- reporters from TV stations in wedding dresses proposing like that? Is that is that what's next at the combine? I, I don't know. I don't know that Sal Capaccio would stand for it. I don't know. Just object <laughs> vigorously to this sort of thing. Matthew Collar on the Western Hotline with us here, of course, covers the Vikings. So you mentioned you sat down with the with the decision making hierarchy of the Vikings um should we start with the Jefferson contract um like how how do you see that ending is is because I I know there's been some you know anybody says they want to be paid at the top of the top of the class fans usually turn on guys or can turn on guys we've all seen this over the years um what's the lay of the land with Jefferson and how cumbersome like this contract extension for him become so yeah there's a lot of kind of context behind the whole thing i mean first this is the best player at his position in the entire nfl and he will sign a long-term contract extension with the minnesota vikings i have zero doubt about that and it was interesting to see just how ticked off the uh head coach and gm were that there was any suggestion otherwise by anyone who's, again, I guess trying to get picked up by aggregation websites, (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, There is no validity whatsoever to any idea that they would trade. This is not a Stephon Diggs situation where Diggs was clearly very unhappy in Minnesota. It's it's not like that. Uh, The way that the league is set up with their collective bargaining agreement, you'd be out of your skull to be Justin Jefferson and not sign with your team because you're going to play on a fifth-year option and then be franchise tagged twice. So, yeah, we'll see you in 2027. Like, you're not going to do that. And the same with Nick Bosa last year. I looked this up. Nick Bosa signed his extension on September 9th. So we could be here a while, and there's going to be a lot of suggestions and people who put Justin Jefferson in a Jets jersey and all sorts of nonsense until then. But at the end of the day, everybody knows that he's going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL by a mile, that he has you know, a great argument for that, and he's put up some of the best numbers in the history of the game. And the Vikings know that if they're going to succeed in the future, trading him away is not a way to do it. And I think we see some of the best teams in the league. I mean, it's, you don't have to look far. I mean, when Stephon Diggs arrives and starts playing with Josh Allen, uh, look at Allen's production after that. We saw it in Miami with Tyreek Hill when he gets there uh, for years with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's not that these quarterbacks wouldn't be good, but it's certainly better when the guy is mm-hmm. wide open all the time and catches everything. So th- there's no world where they let him go. And I, it's just kind of been frustrating and speaks to the media world we live in 
where some guy who is a part-time columnist for the second best newspaper in the Twin Cities throws in one line that that wasn't even indicating this was actually going to happen, and then it gets picked up everywhere, and then I see Stephen A. Smith talking about it. I'm like, this, what? <laughs> like, th- this isn't even close to something that's going on. So it's going to take a while, but I have no doubt that this will all get resolved or something. This is our existence with Diggs currently, uh, and also any time a big-name running back gets mentioned as being traded or available or whatever, disgruntled, Maybe that has calmed down now that James Cook has broken through, but for the last couple of years, you know, you, you pick the name of a running back, oh, Bills, 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 <laughs> going all the way back to before McCaffrey got traded to San Francisco. So I know of what you speak. I'll mention this, and I'm not looking for clicks by saying this. The only question I would have about committing a massive contract to Jefferson right now is the timing of it considering where the Vikings are at at quarterback. Uh, because there's, I, I don't know, you, well, you certainly can fill us in. Um, does re-signing Jefferson, committing to him, mean more Kirk Cousins? Are you free agent shopping? Are you drafting a guy? Because committing big money to a receiver and not knowing for sure you've got a proven guy to throw him the ball, I don't, you can get a couple of years into that extension and have some remorse about it, I think. Uh, yeah, that is possible, but also if you're talking about like how do I make my next quarterback succeed because eventually there will be a next quarterback Uh, Mm -hmm. none of us really know if Kirk Cousins is coming back but if you're going to compete with Kirk Cousins which you would only bring him back if you think you can win now well then you need Justin Jefferson but also if you draft Bo Nix are you making Bo Nix better by getting rid of the best player on earth at catching the football (laughs) of course not and Think about this. If Justin Jefferson went to uh, whatever rent-a-car place, um, you know, advertises on WGR and said, can I rent a car? They would say, no, you're not old enough. Like, this guy is <laughs> not even old enough to rent cars at this moment. This is somebody that you want for the next 10 years. So, you know, there have been plenty of teams. i I'd give it an example. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, for example. There were some down years where Ryan Lindley and Drew Stanton are hucking it toward Larry Fitzgerald. But eventually, Kurt Warner showed up, and they went back to the Super Bowl. I mean, these guys mm-hmm. have the potential to make a good quarterback great. We saw that also. I mean, Jalen Hurts almost won the MVP of this league. Or did he win MVP? No, I, either way. Uh, but like he, almost, uh, he was in the Super Bowl. Right. And they got A.J. Brown, and they paid him the most money. I, it's, it's just very clear that the circumstances we put quarterbacks in matter so much. And if you have – Mahomes, because of course everyone brings this up. Oh, well, look at Kansas City. Actually, go look at Kansas City's offensive production with Tyree Kill and without. They still found a way to win the Super Bowl because he's an alien, but they weren't as effective. And for mm-hmm. most of the year, I think a lot of us thought, like, is this team even going to go anywhere? Uh, because they didn't have those receivers. So, I mean, to me, this is a player who you're looking to have for 10 more years and you're looking to put in your ring of honor just before he you know, picks up his gold jacket, not somebody where you think, oh, well, if we you know, traded him now, we could get a defensive tackle. <laughs> okay. Like that's, that seems like a bad idea. You should go get your defensive tackle elsewhere. Right. Matthew Collar on the Western Hotline with us here on WGR talking about the Vikings offseason. So – the guaranteed money, I, I've seen that too, or, or maybe, I don't know, is that from the columnist at the second best paper? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm sorry, I, I may have clicked on something I shouldn't have clicked on. Um, that 
is there what what are the potential problems in getting a contract done? Does he want the whole thing guaranteed a la Deshaun Watson or I guess Kirk Cousins? Uh and is that gonna be a problem for the Vikings? I don't know exactly where that came from. I think it might have been a even less credible source at mm. Pro Football Talk, but hard to say. Uh you know, I think that when it comes to the guaranteed money issue, you're looking at the comparables. So he's going to look at Nick Bosa as being the highest paid non-quarterback and say, I think he's got something like $88 million fully guaranteed, which is the number that matters the most. And the Vikings are going to look at it and say, whoa, 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 A.J. Brown has $56 million fully guaranteed. So let's, let's find somewhere. And also if they were to use his fifth-year option and two franchise tags, what would that add up to? That's one way they usually come to the fully guaranteed money because if he did just stick it out for the next three years and not sign an extension, he would get paid that much already. And, and, you know, I think when it's somebody this expensive and this important, there's just a lot of details that go into it. I mean, so when that money shows up, what the flexibility is, you know, for him, uh, for them to be able to, you know, transfer money and, and, and renegotiate the contract or whatever it is they do. Uh, changing base salary into bonus, I think, is the thing. Um, but that mm-hmm. creates cap space. So they need options down the road when his cap hit's supposed to be $40 million, and then they push the button and make it $20 million. Like that, That's what they're going to want to put in. I also think, too, if I'm Justin Jefferson, I want a shorter deal. I don't want a five-year contract where I'm dead set in this spot and the team holds all the cards uh, to do whatever they want in the future. And I also have probably noticed that Amazon – keeps buying more football games and the salary cap keeps going up. So as soon as I sign this, and if I, if I have a five-year deal, I can't hit the lottery again. So if I'm Jefferson, I'm looking for more like a three-year deal. Can they meet in the middle? And the answer is yes, they can, because that's how it works. And even the general manager of the Vikings, Kwesi Adapalmensa, said like deadlines make deals and we're nowhere close to that deadline. He said, if I could, I would do it today and get this done. But what's likely to happen is it goes down to the final minute in training camp. And you know, the other part of it is that they negotiated a deal last year in an unusual circumstance because he was coming off only his third year instead of his fourth of his rookie deal. Usually that only happens with quarterbacks. Um, but because Jefferson is so important, they negotiated with him. If that hadn't happened, I don't think any of this noise would have existed because now people could say, well, they already didn't get a deal done once. They wouldn't have negotiated that with anybody else who wasn't him. So what is the way forward at quarterback then? <laughs> like Cousins feels to me like he's a certain level of good, but I, I feel like you might know. I don't know if your opinion about this has changed. Mine hasn't. I, I think he's his ceiling. I think we've seen his ceiling. Um, so do you keep going that route? Uh, do you let him leave? Is there a free agent idea that you think they like, or you like, or are we to, like you said, Bo Nix? You know, what's funny about this. I, I was thinking about it when you asked me to come on. So it's like, who could I compare this to in Bill's history? This thing with Kirk. And I came up with nobody because <laughs> the bills have never had like this mediocre, or at least I'm not old enough, like mediocre star quarterback this average 12th best quarterback. It's either they had God in Jim Kelly or God in uh, Josh Allen or a hundred miles of crap. So it's hard maybe to explain Mm -hmm. to the audience what it's like to have the 12th best quarterback in the league. 
because that means that 11 teams are better than you at the most important position. And Cousins always demands the highest price tags. And you just can't build a full roster around somebody with huge cap hits on short-term deals that don't give any flexibility uh, to be able to work around them unless you, you know, give a bunch of void years and then screw yourself in the future. It's always been a problem. And the other thing is, too, that the things that Mahomes and Allen do when things go wrong and they make it right and they do something special, something that makes you jump out of your chair and lose your mind, that's not something Kirk Cousins is capable of. You only go as far as what's there, who's open, because he's not going to make a play outside of that. How well your defense plays. It's a good example uh, the last time they were in the playoffs against the Giants where he checked down on fourth and eight at the end of the game. Right. Somebody, somebody got a little pressure. If that guy gets pressure on Josh Allen, he runs for a first down, we keep playing, they probably win the game. But instead it was, well, you know, it's not Kirk's fault because the guard gave up some pressure. Right, but the game is the guards are always giving up pressure. Right, right. Did, did you see Dallas Turner run at the combine? He ran like a four, four, seven or something. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Greg Van Rotten will be fine taking on this guy. <laughs> it's just like you need somebody to make a play, and right. the, and he's just not a playmaker. So it puts a cap on what you can be. And in order to get thirteen wins, they had to have everything go right for them, and still were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. So I don't understand what any argument is for bringing him back. Uh, also, the Vikings have about nine positions that they need to fill in free agency just to have a starting lineup, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, to me uh, how they're supposed to do that. I just don't see any argument for bringing him back. And yet, Kirk Cousins holds this weird thing on people, especially coaches, where they say, well, we could do a lot worse than Kirk. Mm-hmm. And they're right, of course. I mean, look. We went through E.J. Manuel, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kelly Holcomb, J.P. Lossman. It's a nightmare when those guys are your quarterback, and the coach always gets fired. So coaches are like, well, maybe we could just work around, Kirk, and maybe I could just scheme, and maybe, maybe, maybe. But what often happens is you get fired anyway because he sets the expectations just high enough for you to fall short of them with him, and then you lose your job. So for me, it's they should consider trading up if someone wants to do it. They should consider taking the number 11 pick or if they feel like, you know, somebody's going to be available in the later first round trade down, but any world where they bring back Kirk cousins. And I just don't see how this ever changes from what it's been. Yeah. How I know we talked about the quarterback series on Netflix, maybe the last time you and I visited alone. I think we've talked to you since then with Mike and I together, but it feels like last spring at some point you and I did this and I mentioned how, and I think a lot of people had this same reaction, like Cousins seems like a really likable, easy to root for good guy. I wonder if in like your, in your orbit, whether that has swayed more fans to what you're describing. Like, he's got this holdover, you know, teams. Maybe the fan base is like, oh, he's such a good guy. I'm, I'm really rooting for him now, you know, because he, he made those sounds when he got hit, and I can really feel for him. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, has that changed his public perception in Minneapolis with the fan base? So after that Netflix documentary came out and a bunch of people watched it, I interviewed um, a half a dozen fans who had watched it to get their reaction. And almost every one of them said, that was really great, and I really respect this guy, but it's time to move on. I mean, he's going to be 36 years old. And if you go through the history of the last, I don't know, 
two decades or something. It's really hard to find someone who's 36 or older who goes anywhere that's not named Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Only the greatest of all time have ever succeeded into their late 30s. But he's going to be different coming off of an Achilles. I mean, I think that everybody is logical enough to have figured that out. I mean, of course, you have the people who sort of intentionally troll everyone on the Internet saying, no, they need Kirk. They'll win this time. But no one thinks that. We've had six years of this. I mean, it, it reminds me very much of Derek Carr with the Raiders, where you're like, did you ever care about Derek Carr? Like you in Buffalo, were you like, oh, man, you got to watch out for them Raiders. No, no. Like that's how everyone feels about the Vikings and look at their division as well. I mean, you have Caleb Williams is going to go play for the bears and they're on the, on the rise. The lions were in the NFC championship uh, game. And then uh, the green Bay Packers now have their franchise quarterback in Jordan love. You're going to compete with that. Like it's just, it's really hard to see that actually happening. So I think the fan base has actually been very logical about this. And I don't hear too many people saying, Oh yeah, bring them back, bring them back. The locker room likes him. Justin Jefferson likes him. Everybody likes Kirk Cousins, but that's not the game, right? The game is to win a Super Bowl. And to me, if they bring him back, they are actively trying not to win the Super Bowl, just trying to be. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Not terrible. Right. And uh, I guess you're allowed to do that, but it uh, wouldn't be my strategy. So what, What? like, I don't know, percent chance. What, what, are the, what, what do you think they'll end up doing? Like, you make a compelling case. I agree with you. Um, I think you, know, you can only keep hitting your head on the same ceiling so many times before you got to blast it out of the way somehow, and that's moving on from the guy. But I don't know. Will, will they do it? The Jefferson piece of this is, is maybe they're connected, right? 
Um, I don't think that just talking to people in Indy, um, I have to use that line at least once, right? Um, but I don't think that Jefferson matters in that equation because he looks at it like, well, one of the things I know about Justin Jefferson is he wants to win. And he has zero playoff wins with Kirk Cousins. So if you told them that a parakeet was going to throw him the ball, but they could win more, he wouldn't care. I, it's not like this is my guy and I'll never play for anybody else. So he's, he's fine. Uh, but as far as like the percentage chance, this is something I have swung back and forth on. What I understand about this situation is that the Vikings are going to make him an offer and he's either going to accept it or he's going to go to Atlanta or he's going to go to Denver or he's going to go to Vegas on a higher offer. And they're not going to move off of that. So they think, all right, this is the number that we're going to put down. And I think a lot of people, I know a lot of people in the front office are hoping he doesn't take it. But the head coach, who is very important to this equation, Kevin O'Connell, very popular head coach in the NFLPA survey, was the highest rated head coach. I think he wants Kirk Cousins back because he's afraid of having bad quarterback play. And I, I think he wants to bring him back and draft a quarterback to develop. But I don't think you can have your cake and eat it, too. So I think that Kirk will get a higher offer and probably leave. But nothing would really surprise me. Here. Right. Is there a, a, a quarterback of, you know, in this class that you like, assuming, I don't know, I guess anything's possible. They could trade up to get one of the big three. Uh, but maybe on the second tier here, is there a guy you like? We are so terrible at picking out which quarterbacks are going to be good that I'm just like, yes. Like, do you like any of them? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Because So I watch J.J. McCarthy hand off every single play in the national championship, and I'm like, this is the person that we're you know, talking about for a first round. But if they take him, that means that the much more qualified than me head coach of the team, former NFL quarterback, likes him. Go for it. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, you know, Josh Allen versus Josh Rosen. I mean, Josh Rosen was so much more polished. Mm -hmm. He was super accurate, great footwork. All the draft analysts just fell in love with him, and he is out of the league, and Josh Allen is the best quarterback. And it's just like, we don't know anything, man. So just I, my thing is, like, whoever they take, I'll think it's a great idea because I have no idea if it's going to work out. Um, I'm a little more leery of McCarthy because – he just didn't throw a lot of passes in college. And when you're talking about, well, he's raw and he's got to develop, but he's not Anthony Richardson or Josh Allen raw. Right. He's like 6'3 and like kind of fast raw. So I, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, I think if they put in Bo Nix or Michael Penix, I really like Michael Penix. I mean, how often has Washington in our lives ever been anything? And then he's in the national championship game throwing BBs all over the place. Like, I don't know, looks good to me. Have him throw it deep to Justin Jefferson, and we'll see what happens. Matthew, appreciate the time very much. Should be very fascinating to see how things go with the Vikings here and uh, their quarterback choice and, of course, this Jefferson contract. Enjoy the offseason. Congra i, I got to mention, uh, you want to mention the book? Uh, it's available everywhere, right? Um, seeing you making the rounds at Super Bowl week, uh, it, you know, in, in Radio Row was kind of surreal. Like, having been there many years ago now, and like, there's Matthew Collar. Like, he's, he's, this is pretty cool. Anyway, great success. What, tell us about the book again quick before you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's called Football is a Numbers Game. And I did have someone say to me in Indy, 
hey, our front office was reading your book. So that was like the highlight of Indy. That was like text the wife right after, uh, you know. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it was, it's really about the analytics revolution and where pro football focus fits into it. And I guess the best I would do in an elevator pitch is just to say, if you think you, you know them from Twitter or something, you have no idea all the things that PFF is doing to influence the NFL. And I found out. So that's why, you know, people have uh, enjoyed it, I think. All so right. It's been good. Cheers, man. Congrats. Uh, best to you and everything going on up there for you. And uh, look forward to visiting again soon, man. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, man. That's our dude, Matthew Collar from Minneapolis on the Vikings. Interesting offseason for them. Thinking about Cousins and where he'll end up, I don't know. I don't think we have enough openings to have a quarterback carousel draft. We've we've touched on this a couple times, but sort of guessing where guys might land could be fun for us to kick around here in the next few minutes. Lines are open. You got a big idea for the Bills, uh, free agency, the draft, a guy you like, anything uh, you want is fair game here. 803-0550, again, is the number. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off today along with Zach Jones. You are listening to WGR. I really like Mitchell's tape a lot. I came away from watching Mitchell feeling that, and again, I don't know the kid, so, you know, and again, now it depends where he goes. We all know there's a lot of factors, but I came away feeling like this guy could be a top 10 receiver in the league within three years. Mm. I mean, I think this guy has really high-level traits. Yeah. (laughs) It's hot right there. It's Greg Cosell. One of the most respected, independent, objective uh, football analysts, I think, uh, you're going to find out there. Everybody who he, he does a regular gig with One Bills Live. Um, I know Ross Tucker has him as a regular on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Everybody raves about his film analysis. And Adnai Mitchell, that, that name came up much earlier today, thinking about receiver ideas in the draft. And, and he, I mentioned him to Sal as someone who's just sort of grown on me. Uh, over the course of this cycle as we're going through trying to figure out and learning about these guys and uh, seeing them interact with the media and working out in Indianapolis eventually. The receivers have not run yet. That'll be big. Um, you know, I've seen lots of analysis of Keon Coleman, who was somebody I was crushing on very early on in the process. I've cooled off considerably on him. Um, but I, I saw one analyst talking about him. Like, if he, if he, runs, if he runs like 4-4, four, four, um, then look out. But if he runs in the four high four fives or four, eh, you know, so 40 times will play a big part in this. Um, Mitchell, I think is expected to run fast, right? I'm so, so excited. He's not the speed guy of Texas. That's Xavier worthy, right. but Mitchell has pop that I, I can't wait to see. Like I've been holding off on talking about Texas receivers because there's a bias there. Like, and I, mm-hmm. and I, and I acknowledge that, but he came in and just completely changed how Texas ran their offense. Like they really could yeah. dominate throwing the ball. They were much more run heavy, but they could dominate throwing the ball. He has a clutch gene and like, he just, he shows up in big moments, which as Bills fans were sitting here going kind of need that. Like yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. cool to have. Yeah, yeah. He played in five, um, college football playoff games he caught five touchdowns he caught a touchdown in every single one of them even when he was somewhat of a part-time player at georgia he'd show up when they needed him to and then if you had that pop ability he's around six four or six three six four ish 200 pounds he's kind of the perfect guy you'd want to have i like this idea i do uh when when the receivers run when 
Do you know? That's going to be tomorrow, mm-hmm. and during the week it started around 3 o'clock. That's going to start around 1 o'clock tomorrow. Okay. All right, we'll keep an eye on all of that. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Sports Talk Saturday. We'll be doing live play-by-play. No, they won't. I, that, that won't be happening. But uh, I'm sure they'll address it. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Excuse me. Cough out of nowhere. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number you want to get in. Uh, any sort of free agent receiver ideas, draft receivers. Talking about quarterbacks with Matthew Collar last segment and Cousins specifically, um, and Matthew sort of I think is rooting for someone to price the Vikings out of the Kirk Cousins business. We've, we've touched on this a couple times. There's not that many openings, and um, so it's not really worth us doing a draft. But like I wondered, like the bigger names, Cousins, Tannehill. Are we done? Baker Mayfield, I guess. I mean, I, it would stun me if he gets out of Tampa. Yeah, it would be more of a story that Tampa doesn't re-sign him. Right. Um, but he, I mean, he'd be right at the top of the list to me, uh, ahead of Cousins or Tannehill, if he were to hit the market. Um, and maybe he will. We'll see if they figure that out. Uh, Joe Flacco, I guess. Like I don't know. Gardner Minshew is here. Uh, we're talking about largely journeymen beyond that, and really Minshew is – already that um i mean Tannehill is bordering on becoming that he's going to go somewhere else probably now and i don't know like probably start for someone new england pittsburgh i don't know it felt like it should be pittsburgh with arthur smith being the oc yeah but like every report out of there is like no no like they want to give it a go again with kenny pickett i am not a big Tannehill fan i mean mike has got this bet about him starting a super bowl that was brave that was brave uh, he made it. <laughs> i wasn't here when he made it but that was brave yeah right um I mean, that was when he was on the way out of Miami, I think. Oh, that's so brave. Wow. I, I, I really do. I think I, I think that, I don't know, that he and Joe can tell you. The bet is with Sneaky Joe and Mike. Uh, but I, I think it's, or maybe when he first got to Tennessee, whatever. Anyway, I like, I like him in Pittsburgh. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And I'm not a huge Tannehill fan or anything, but I think his – He's a certain level of decent, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're going to tell me that Kenny Pickett is exactly the same level. I don't know. I feel like Tannehill would be worth a try for Pittsburgh. His peaks kind of feel like what Kirk Cousins is. Like, his best year round 12, 15, best quarterback. Yeah. You'll have some expectations. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. They have a really good defense, so the expectations would probably be to make the playoffs. And then they would get there, and you would see him go go up against a Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Burrow, Mahomes, what have you, and go, oh, we need to do better. Yeah, And like that's just that's a really rough spot to be in. What really touches home for me, hits home for me, talking to Matthew about Cousins and the position that the Vikings are in here, you know, certain level of good. He's not the he's not he's not terrible. He's far from terrible. He's also, I think, pretty far from great. He's just sort of he's just he's he's a certain level of good. And look, the Bills obviously 
<laughs> it worked out great. They landed on Allen. They targeted Allen. They got Allen, and they're getting paid off, and like guys are getting their careers made for them because they found their way to drafting Josh Allen. So credit to them. There was a segment of this fan base that, and I know because I was the one getting punched in the face with it, I wanted no part of Kirk Cousins. And there were fans out there that'd be like, "What? What's wrong with you? Look at the stat. Look at the." Look. I'm like, "Watch him play. Watch him play good teams, and just just watch. Watch what happens." Like I know he throws for 4,500 yards and he throws for 30 touchdowns, uh, but he just is he better than what I've got? Absolutely. Is he great? Absolutely not. So no, I know I. The Bills could have loved Josh Rosen and picked him, and you'd be at me going, see, I told you they should have signed Kirk Cousins instead of drafting that Rosen bum, but they didn't. I never thought there was any chance they were going to touch Josh Rosen with a 100-foot pole. His his bio, his makeup, everything about him just sounded completely anti-Sean McDermott to me. So I never really thought they were going to do that. Um, and look, I was as scared as anyone of the Josh Allen idea. Thank God, because Cousins, like you, you could be the Vikings right now and just living this life with this guy costing all this money. It's not the most money, but it's a lot. And it's been this, you know, rotating franchise tag guaranteed contract. Just awful. No way to work around it. Hell on earth is what that is. I was that Bills fan, though, for uh, like uh, there was a period there of about a year where Tyrod was good. Mm-hmm. And and it was like okay like this this is better than I've really ever experienced. I think he made a Pro Bowl like his first year here. And I'm like okay like this is awesome like let's go. But you watch Kirk in Washington. And I'm like, all right, I kind of like that. Like this this could yeah. work for me. Four thousand yard pass or thirty like touchdowns. <laughs> I, I was all in. You like, like that? And a part of it too was like I mean like this is going to show my age. I'm 25. Like the best I had was like a four week run of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was desperate. All right, mm-hmm. I was yep. in the ground. This was not good. So watching Kirk Cousins go to the Vikings, I'm like, this is not. Simply put, this is not fair. Like they yep. get another guy who's like you know they're Dante Culpepper, they're Randall Cunningham. They just pick off everyone's like leftovers. And then Allen worked out. If they did not draft somebody in that draft, I was going to be livid because I was like, then go get Cousins. Like, he'll be better. Like, this will work. And yep. luckily they did go just get anybody at that point for me. But I there was about a year run there where I was a big, you should do that. Right. <sighs> thank thank heavens. <laughs> thank, thank heavens they did not end up there. Uh, again, I mean, they, they, they could have missed on the draft, but they didn't. And Cousins, to me, would have been a miss. We'd, we'd be living this life like, oh, he's not good enough, and just arguing about how good he is while mostly agreeing, well, he's not great. I think we know that. I'm looking at the list here from Track of free agent quarterbacks, and I mentioned a bunch of names there, and I'm, I'm just, there's Tyrod Taylor again. I dropped that on Mike yesterday. Like that's my that's my backup quarterback idea for the Bills. I don't know. Mike said it might be weird. I don't disagree. It could, it could be. Like I don't know how like if they parted on really bad terms uh, or not. I mean, they did make the playoffs with him, and then <laughs> I think that was the end of it. So maybe there's bad blood there, and if the, if so, then you know you can rule it out. But Man, I think all things being equal, if everybody can just look at it objectively and not let past uh, decisions uh, and emotions come into it, I think that's that's a perfect backup quarterback. 
for the Bills, Tyrod Taylor. There's athleticism there and running. He's safe and careful with the ball, something I think you might want in a backup quarterback. Um, re- recognizing that you know your starter is very high end, high, uh, you know, just <laughs> high event uh, quarterback play, uh, and Taylor is not that. So maybe it's not. Uh, I'm not saying he's a, a Jackson. Uh, excuse me, um, uh, an Allen uh, copy or anything. But I think there's the the running is there even at 35 years old. Um, I would like I would like that man. That is a Cool idea to me. Let's hit a timeout. Holy cow. Uh, just looked at the clock. 803-0550 is the number. You want to call time for a quick call or two here before we get to the top of the hour and Paul Hamilton back to the Sabres where we started today at 3 o'clock. So that's coming up here at 6. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off today. Thanks for listening to WGR. Glad to have you with us here on a Friday afternoon, now turned early evening, I guess. I am the Bulldog. 803-0550 is the number. Mike Shope's had the day off today. He'll be back on Monday. So will I. Unless my back goes out again like it did on Wednesday. Uh, it's another story for another time. DJ is up first this segment. Hi, DJ. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh I know we all love the idea of wide receivers and have like the big ideas of who we can get, but I think Darnell Mooney is a guy mm-hmm. the Bills really should look at. Uh, not only is he a guy that we've seen what he could do in Chicago on a team that didn't really throw the ball very well and got lost in a shuffle when DJ Moore got there, but if you're talking about a player that could use a fresh start and really pop with a quarterback that can really throw the ball, it's probably a cheaper option that would be really mm-hmm. that younger veteran that we need to go along with Diggs, Shakir, mm-hmm. Kincaid, and whoever we want to go if we want to go for a faster young wide receiver in the draft. I think, like, of all the players that Bills can look at offensively, free agent-wise, like, Mooney's probably the easiest, most realistic, and could use that pop. I, uh, I, I, I like this idea. Just fine. I think you're you're profiling. Um, look, I and thanks for the call. Um, you know, talked about big, dreamy, crazy, insane ideas that would you know require massive reworking of contracts to open up massive amounts of cap room. Uh, Mooney should not you know cost you that. Uh, I think he's to me on the list uh, with other you know, moderate veteran established guys. Kendrick Bourne is one idea that has come to mind in that realm. Um, should be a modest free agent contract. Uh, you're right. I mean, he, he he popped three years ago, 81 receptions, four touchdowns. Uh, since then, there's been some injuries, 12 games in 22, 15 last year, only 31 catches. The touchdowns are way down. Still, I think you, you nailed it. They, they've had questionable offensive ideas, rough quarterback play, and he's kind of gotten lost. So, you know, depending on the cost, that's an idea that I would I would definitely listen to. I think the Bills will almost absolutely do something like that. Um, whether it's a one year prove it off of an injury like Bourne, and that that might be all he can do in free agency because he's coming off of an injury. Um, that was early enough in the fall that I think you could expect him to be ready by the summer. But anyway, um, if you're looking for a modest but yet 
longer-term thing, Mooney maybe fits that bill. Um, that's not to say he has to get like a multi-year contract in free agency, but I like his age. I like his athletic profile. Um, I think that could be a fit. That could work. So uh, thank you for bringing the idea. I, I think they will absolutely do something in that class of receiver, you know, assuming they don't move heaven and earth to sign like some massive free agent that we never see coming. Because there's no way, as, as hot and bothered as a lot of us are, me included, of course, on the wide receiver train that's being you know driven and engineered by our morning guys Jeremy and Sneaky Joe, uh, I'm 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 right there. I'm on the train. I, I think they absolutely have to invest a premium asset, premium pick in a receiver that could potentially be their number one receiver. Even with that said, and that assumption that I'm making, they will absolutely get someone who's played in the league to be here in case that rookie isn't ready to like just fly right out of the box. They're going to need to replace Gabriel Davis with someone who's played in the league, I think, to start off. Eventually you'll want this rookie to pass that guy, so it's so it's a tricky it's a tricky little fit there, right? But I think that's the route they'll go and Mooney is certainly a name that's come up and I think will come up again because I think the fit would make a lot of sense for uh, maybe for both parties. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it very much. We'll hit a timeout here. Paul Hamilton on the Sabres last night. The trade deadline's a week away. Uh, We'll uh, kick around that with our buddy Paul coming up right after this. Mike's off today. I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.